Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Leave It on the Dance Floor. I have quite the elegant, lovely, fabulous guest today. You're not even going to guess because she really doesn't have anything to do with Dance Moms, but she has a lot to do with reality TV. Yes. And dancing. And dancing. She's like the queen of (laughs) reality TV. Now, let me introduce Countess. Luann. Hello. Hi, Abby. How are you? I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. You know, every day is a new challenge. And every day is a gift. Yes. Don't forget. Oh, I don't. I don't. Not. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on your life is gone. (laughs) Or a gift you have to return. Yes. Yeah, right. So tell me how you're doing and where are you right now? I'm in New York City. Okay. Um, And I just came from cabaret rehearsals for my new show, Mary F. Kill. And I'm super excited, you know, um, about this tour because it really comes from my audience. Uh, every show I do, I usually do a Q&A with my show. Okay. And every night I get asked, who would you marry? Who would you F and who would you kill? Okay. Now, we're not killing anyone. It's the people, the guys we want to get rid of, right? Well, I have a whole list of those. But they're they're yeah, women. They're, we all they're women. They're moms. So, okay. But my fans are my inspiration, which is what I love. Um, so it really comes from them. And so this is all about that. And it's, it's stories about me, my life that you will never hear on reality TV because we get two minutes. As you know, you're a reality TV star. You know what that's like. Oh, yes. So you can't see your whole life, right? You only see a smidgen of my life. And so the show really... You know, first of all, I pick all the music that I love. Um, and then I back into it with the stories of why I love that song in particular. And of course, with Mary F. Kill, there's a lot of stories, Abby. Yes. Well, are there any, can- do you use any Candor and Ebb songs? No. John Candor? No, I don't. I'm not. I'm no. not. I do. The most I do on Broadway kind of stuff is um, Peggy Lee. Um, I, you know, I have done fever in the past, but I can't even tell you, well, I can tell you a little bit about what I'm doing. Um, you know, I love rock and roll. I love Bonnie Ray. I love Stevie Nicks. Okay. So you're going to hear a lot of songs that I grew up singing that, you know, my passion is, is, you know, performing, Right. you know, before housewives, I, you know, I lived in Europe and I was an Italian TV star, which you probably don't know. First of all, I grew up in Connecticut, one of seven children. I'm a nurse. Um, and you know, I got 
scouted as a, to be a model in New York. And that changed my life forever. And it was from a heartbreak, actually. My heart was broken and I moved to New York and that catapulted me to the rest of my life. From, from then on, you know, I went to Europe because I was heard all the models talking about Europe and Paris and Milan. And I was like, I want to go to Paris and Milan. Yes. So I found myself there and, you know, and then I married a French aristocrat by accident. Whoopsie. Um, literally, we fell in love in two weeks. We got married and my two children come from that wonderful love affair. So it's really about um, my journey. And it's cabaret meets comedy meets pop culture. Okay. So, you know, I'll show clips of the housewives, you know, where they're like, you can't cabaret, cabaret. Well, yeah, my life is a cabaret. I write my story. Right. This is my story. It's not anybody else's. It's mine. That's why people love my show, because they were immersed in my life. They were along the ride. Like, you know, people lose themselves in Housewives. And that's what people love about Housewives. Right. Is they were immersed into my life. They want to get out of their lives. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's why people watch TV. They want something different, something that they don't have. They want to live that life. Yes. Exactly. And I'm, you know, and I always say New York City is like our our other housewife because either you lived in New York and you miss it, or you've never lived in New York and you aspire to live in New York, right? Well, I just lived in New York for the holidays. The holidays. Uh yeah, I had a little fall, so it kind of dampened the the thing. Oh yes, you know, well, you know, know, they say when when you fall, make it part of the dance. Well, yeah, this was a little ugly in, in a hotel that was supposed to be handicap accessible. I'm sorry. But it wasn't. I'm sorry. Otherwise, I love the city. You know, I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I used to drive those kids to the auditions and to conventions and competitions. And I can get to that Lincoln Tunnel in five hours and 20 minutes. So I had always well, been in New York. I, I lived that life. I just never got to live there, live there. So right, right, right. That. Well, listen, you've inspired and done so many great things for so many people. So you should be. I'm proud of you. Oh well, thank I'm you. Very proud of I you. appreciate that. Yes. So I don't know if you know that I've had kids in 24 Broadway shows. I did not know that. Yes. Wow. Yes. Do you know? Do you know who my director is? No. Richard J. Alexander. He directs. Kristen Chenoweth, he directed Bette Midler. Now he's with Barbara Streisand. He came to my show and he said, Countess. I came here not expecting very much from you. And you blew my mind. First of all, you know, you're funny. You can sing. And you wear a dress like no woman I've ever seen. And you're going to be a big cabaret star. And I didn't even know what cabaret, you know, I knew, I know variety. I grew up on Carol Burnett. Yes. Like I'm sure you did. Yes. You know, I love variety. Remember the gong show? Of course. I I loved all that stuff. And so, you know, it's always been a dream of mine and I get to work with the dream director who's directed so many icons. So I'm so lucky um, that it, you know, from housewives that I have a career in cabaret where, you know, I did it out of my own passion for what I like to do. And it turned into cabaret. It started as Countess and Friends. Countess and Friends. Okay. And I had guests. So it was like variety. It was like very much the gong show. Okay. Uh, but not gong show because they were great, iconic entertainers. My first show, I had Bridget Everett. Okay. Which was on the show. She motorboated Sonia famously, which is hysterical. You have to see that scene. Rachel Dratch has been on my show for SNL. Yes. Lance Bass has been on my show. Oh, he, uh, Tony, he's great. Tony Yazbek, who's one of the best 
you know, uh, performers um, in tap on Broadway. So I've been, you know, so lucky to work with so many fantastic people in the business. And you can appreciate that because you put so many people in that business. Well, thank you. I, I do, but I know. And I, there's nothing like live entertainment. It's, there's nothing. Oh, nothing. It's just spreading the joy. And it is a party. You know, you come, to, I always say you come to my show in a, a Toyota and you leave in a Rolls Royce because I deliver. I work really hard on my show. Um, you will see when you come to my show in LA at the World Turn on February 16th. How long um, is the show? Oh, the show is, well, this is a different animal. Normally it's 90 minutes, but it's going to be probably a little longer because we're going to have an intermission. Okay. So this is, yeah, this is, this is a real show. And are um, you, and songs. it's all you. It's all me. Two hours. All you. That's me. Okay. Yep. Well, that's, you have to be in shape. Well, I am. You are incredible. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to be in and, incredible shape to get through that show, to sing, to yeah. dance, to talk to your audience, you know, live I, entertainment. I, yeah. And, and, yeah, and that's true. And I'm super excited about it. And I think, um, you know, my show is a party. It is a great time. The music, you know, I always pick songs that everyone really knows, right? you know, because my fans are really young and because their mother's, um, you know, we're watching Housewives. So they grew up with me. You know what I mean? So they were listening to the same music that mommy listened to. Exactly. So I sing as I sing my music. Everyone in the audience probably knows the words and it's, it, it's very immersive. And that's why, you know, I have fans that come to the show. They're like, we've been to Beyonce. We've been to Taylor Swift. We had more fun with you because they can, they, they're a part of the show. They, you know, I, I speak to the audience, you know, it, they're, it's immersive. And, and I think it, it's a different experience, of course, than, and not, I mean, we love concert, Beyonce right. and we love well, our Taylor Swift. Well, I always teach my students too, that you have yeah. to engage your audience. You yes. engage mm-hmm. them. There's, there's eye contact. There's moments where you take them on a journey with you. And that's exactly yeah, well, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I show clips from the show, um, you know. Uh, and you're allowed to use to those clips? Well, yeah. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> that's what I love about cabaret. Note to self. I can say, you know what? Music rights are everything, right? You can only yes. use music in television, yes. as you know. And But in cabaret, I can sing anything I want, which is very freeing. I've had the pleasure of seeing your cabaret show at the Paramount in Huntington, which you also are going to be at on this tour. Uh, Long Island loves having you come. Uh, So what I love about your events and Abby's events is that Abby also does Q and A's to kind of help the fans feel like you said, immersed and uh, you know, involved. And that's really important. So when you first, you know, when this journey first started for you, I know that you and Abby probably have very different stories, but how did uh yeah I was, I was not a model you? in Paris and I did not meet <laughs> a French man and have a fabulous love affair never <laughs> happened uh, well you know Abby it, it, you never know what's gonna happen from one day to the next so you know what I'm I'm a big believer in writing your own story life is a cabaret um and we just don't know you now, know let me ask to, you a question to, when you grew yeah. up in Connecticut did you go to dancing school? No, 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 I'm t- no, no, I was not. I was a cheerleader. Eh. 
Doesn't count. What about what about what? What, what about uh, voice lessons? Were you in the school chorus or the choir at church? Nothing. Yeah. Well, I was no. I sang at church for sure. Yes, okay. I was in the choir at church, but and that's a great training, you know. Um, but I just love music, and um, and you can see that when I do my show, I love performing. I'm very, you know, I'm comfortable. It, it it's my happy place. Right. And I but think as a you kid, that, you never sang and danced. Like your mom wasn't a dance mom. She didn't no, drag you. No, my mom was had seven children. She had no time. But they're not. To be a dance it wasn't mom. like all the no. girls danced. No. Okay. No, no, no. My mom was too busy wrangling seven kids. And it was more like, look at me, look at me, look okay. at me for attention. That's where I get, you know, that's where a lot of people get their. Right. So you put you shows know, on in the living room or in the backyard and yeah, yes. okay. all that stuff, yeah. you know, and always singing, always singing. You know, one of my favorite songs is Stephen X, you know, dreams. I've always dreamed of a bigger life. Always. I didn't think ever like who could have imagined that I'd be intelligent for 15 years living my life well, right and, and or that I'd be on stage singing all my favorite songs to my fans what about I your siblings never imagined that life your siblings I, I have six uh older brothers and sisters I'm oh, the, you're the baby I'm the baby yeah okay look at me I'm a baby yes <laughs> all right so has your family come to see the show they're coming to see me in Connecticut um, at Foxwoods Casino on March 2nd. Okay. Um, I love that place. Yeah. I love Foxwoods. Yes. It, you know, it's like being home. It's my home, you know, my homies. And um, and I'll be in Boston the night before on March 1st. You know, I, I kick off the tour in Los Angeles um, right. at the Wiltern. Wiltern, where Madonna we know. Plays. Well, we I have know. a whole list. We're going to put it. Awesome. For our viewers and everybody that yes. listens to the podcast or watches the podcast, they're going to have your whole list of where they can come and see you live, entertaining. Awesome. Yes. Now, I want to talk a little bit about TV. Yes. Okay. So. Let's talk TV. What would you have done differently from the very beginning in 2008, correct? Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. We actually filmed in 2008. I want to say six or seven, and then it came out in 2007 or eight, but okay. close close enough, Abby. Um, what have I done differently? Huh. At the very you beginning. Know, I'm not, I'm not a rem, I'm not a big reminiscer. I don't, you know, there's a reason why the rearview mirror is a lot smaller than the windshield, because I really am not the kind of person that goes, oh shit, I should have done that. Now, now, when Housewives airs, and I see the episode one week before. No, oh, you got to right. see that. You got to see the shows before they aired. One week only because well, back then we used to do blogs. Okay, so remember when we did blogs? Yeah, I never um, did that, but yes, okay, I did. But I, I did didn't all get to work, see the darling. show because I, I, I gave too many yeah. notes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, it for me it was part of my journey. Like I was married when I started the show. I got divorced, which was never the Focal point because I had children to protect. Right. My kids come first. Right. My kids come first. You, master bedroom. You see that bedroom door over there? You're not going near it. That was, you know, when, you know, listen, I'm the producer, as you're the producer, you know, they can only edit what you give them. I know, but I, yeah, I was. Well, people are new to the business, right? But for me, it was about my privacy. And this is my home. This is my bedroom. And these are my children. 
Oh, and they would just come right in with cameras while I was dressing, while I was yeah, naked no, undressed. No, well, this was, you know, this is back in 2007. I mean, yes. this is back when Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was really, you know, the big Bravo hit. Right. Um, And we never expected the show to be, I got paid $10,000 for the entire season for a season of Housewives. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I feel you. I feel you. Well, Well, you you I don't know if you know this, but when... They sold Dance Moms. It wasn't titled Dance Moms. Uh, it was more about the dancers and the competitions. It was it was a dance show. And when it came to, there were 11 networks interested. And then yeah. when it came down wow. to the end, it was Bravo and Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, why didn't Bravo buy the show? And I know, right? Because they pay a little bit more than Lifetime. Oh, well, they do things a whole lot better. Let's just say that and leave it, leave Sorry. it, on the, we'll leave it on the dance floor. And uh, yes. No, but, but it's so funny you say that. And I don't want to interrupt you, but I just want to say that our show is called Manhattan Moms. Uh huh. I knew that. Yes, I knew that. Manhattan Moms. I like that. You name. know why? You know why? Because if I had seen, um, the Real Houses of OC. You have to remember, I'm married to a French aristocrat. You know, I, I have a wonderful life. Now, if I had seen that, not to say that I don't like those women, but I just couldn't relate. So I was like, well, no, I I, can't, I would never have done the show. If they, if I knew, I would never have done it. It's just not, it was not me. But, you know, OC is not me. You know, um, Salt Lake is not me. Atlanta's not me. You know, the franchises are all different for a reason because they right. relate to different people from all over the country. Right. Yeah. Well, they, I, well, anyway, they, it came down to the two. And then the minute, the, I mean, 10 seconds after Lifetime brought the show, they changed it to be a housewives show centered around a dance studio. So it was right. never to be a, a dance show. It was 80% right. the moms, 10% the kids, 10% the dance studio. And I wasn't on the show. What? Nope. They were just using my studio for free. Right. Well, that sounds very kind of reality TV-ish to me. Yes. They get you. (laughs) Well, and that's the point, because scripted costs so much more to do than reality. So guess what? Makes total sense. If If you take the personal out of it and you make it a business, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, they, they, they got me. Well, and, but it's okay. You got you, darling. Yes, we moved on. We moved on. We so moved on. I'm I'm curious, Abby and Luann, what was it like when each of you first saw yourselves on TV for the first time? Because you both were on such and still are on such iconic television shows and are on you know in everybody's living rooms on the phones on the TVs. What was your first experiences like when you saw yourself on TV? And where were you? You go first. Go, Abby. Uh, Well, I didn't even look at myself. I was so heavy and disgusting. And I looked at the dancing 
And we saw the very first show, the premiere. We were in some dive bar place restaurant in Vegas. And uh, we watched it. And I turned to my dance assistant, Gianna, and I said, nobody is ever going to watch this crap. That's what I said. Quote. Because of the dancing and how they edited the dancing and how they changed the music and post and none of the choreography was right. And they, you know, they edited things together, leaps and jumps that didn't go together. So that's what I looked at was the dancing. That was my impression. Me, I was just horrified. Right. And so I'll give you my personal experience, which is I was like, wow. You know, the intro to I am, who the women are, establishing us as, you know, um, characters, housewives, not only housewives, but but women who are in charge of their lives. And we wear many hats, as you know, Abby, right, as housewives, as dance moms. Yes. Um, And I was actually pleased because guess what? That's where they kind of hook you in, like first season. Right. This is the fabulousness of the countess. And then God knows I've had my ups, I've had my downs. And, you know, but for a season for me was, you know, um, it was, I was, I loved it. I was like, wow, this is amazing. You know, but, you know, we used to get episodes and Jill Zarin be like, let's get, let's watch the episode. I just got the episode. And I would be like, you know what? I really want to sleep well tonight. So I really don't want to watch it tonight. <laughs> Anything I have to watch in the morning. Because, you know, we always look at ourselves and we go, oh, God, I wish I had said that. Mm-hmm. Or I wish I didn't say that. Yes. Or I wish you'd have done that. You know, there's so much, you know, we're so hard on ourselves in life. Um, We're our biggest, you know. Critics. Yes. Critics. And, you know, and we can take ourselves down more than anybody else in the room. So, you know, one has to be careful about that and keep your life very separate from reality because reality is is not real. Well, it's not who we, we know really that. Are. We know that. Yes. We know that. But but you have to protect your, you know, your soul. And, you know, I always think about these shows because so many people come on to them and it's like, and they have like skeletons, like major skeletons in their closet. It's like, well, mm, you're going to have to know that people are going to find that out because they're going to dig deep and they're going to know everything about you. So why would you put yourself out there in that way? Listen, everybody knows everything about me mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. Well, I'm, no- a, I'm a very open book and I always have been. Me That's too. just how I am. Me, and that's what I love about you. I like the real deal. Darling, I, I always was that, you know, and I, I felt you were, and I admire like that hunt. about you. I really do. I admire that about you, Abby. I do. Because I like the real deal. I don't like the posers. I don't like the pretenders. I don't like people who are living above their means to try to keep up with the Joneses. Oh, yes. Because uh, guess what? <laughs> that always comes out. Always. You know, so it's a, it's a tricky business and you have to, you have to have a thick skin. But Bravo, really Bravo has been good to you. Well, yes, they have. Nice, and nice to hear. I've only had a great experience with Bravo. You know, listen, I just did, you know, streaming now on Peacock is Crappy Lake with Sonia Rita and me. Well, I um, know. My life is Crappy Lake. Really? Do you catch catfish like me? No, I just meant it's it's very hard in the chair, in the wheelchair. Everywhere you go is not handicap accessible. The ADA Compliant Act has been around for 30 years, and there's still... 
steps and places you can't get in. And even in New York City at Christmas time, it, it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah, well, and you know what? You're going to raise awareness to that, Abby. I am. So chef, I am. If I can be that, we say in French, chapeau to you for raising awareness for that, for the handicap. Really. Yes, I, I need to be the advocate, the voice, because yeah. it's it's tough. And I imagine like teenagers. Well, yeah, and don't forget I'm a nurse. So believe you me. You get it. I get it. Every day is, you know, people don't see what goes on behind closed doors. And you know that. Exactly. You know what it is. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everyone always asks me what kind of dancewear I recommend students have on in class. And I want you to wear something that complements your body and your lines and doesn't become hindering or bothersome when you're working on leaps and turns. Nothing should be flying around. I like bright colors or pastels, something that makes you stand out. Although if you're doing choreography and you're working on cleaning a number, Everybody should have the same color on. Whether everyone's in red or everyone's in black, just be uniform because then their routine is going to look better and both you and your teacher can get out of there sooner. That's for sure. The ALDC online store has new merchandise coming. You are going to love the new bra tops and the leggings. Back in stock. ALDC jackets. Everybody keeps asking for those jackets. Little ones want them. Teenagers want them. Even super fans want them. Uh, now, do you have your warm-up socks, dance bags, hats, accessories? We have all that jazz too. We have hoodies and other fabulous logo wear, t-shirts and crop tops and sweatpants, you name it. We have it for the non-dancers out there too. Just a reminder, my logo wear is the only official logo wear on the market. You can only buy it from my store, not from any imposters with, uh, you know, bad design and bad quality. www.abbyleedancecompany.com. I'm offering you 15% off your first purchase by using the code A-L-D-C-E-L-I-T-E. That's A-L-D-C-E-L-I-T-E in capital letters at checkout. And yes, of course, we do ship internationally. Stop in to the ALDC LA Boutique Studio if you're in LA. If you're heading down to the beach in Santa Monica, stop by 11316 Santa Monica Boulevard and visit. You never know who might be there teaching. That's right. Come on in, say hello, get a picture taken with me, and uh, just don't interrupt the class or you will be on the bottom of the pyramid. Luann, uh, something that I just know about you is that you wrote a book on etiquette back yes. in the day. And Abby always teaches her kids about etiquette, about, you know, always put your napkin on your lap. You let other people off the elevator first. And she went to charm school. So I would love to know from each one of you, uh, what is the best etiquette advice that you've heard? And what would you like to uh, maybe give as far as advice goes to our listeners, our ALDC elites. All right, go ahead. Um, you know, it's interesting because I lived in Europe for a long time. I moved to Europe in the 90s and um, and I fell in love with Europe because of the elegance. Um, and that's why I wrote that book because from my experience of living, you know, in Europe for 10 years, where, you know, the way people sip their, their espresso the way they dress, the way they comport themselves, you know, uh, 
it's important. And I feel like manners have gone wayside. And when it came back to the States, you know, even my children were saying, mom, they're in the cafeteria at their schools in New York. You know, the kids are like eating with food falling out of their mouths. They're like throwing food at the table. I mean, they, my own children were appalled by the behavior of other children. And, and, you know, there's a certain, you know, listen, elegance is all about, huh, for me, elegance is making other people feel comfortable. And it's not about the silver spoon in your mouth. It's about letting the person off the elevator first. Who doesn't know that? A lot of people don't. People don't I, know that. Yesterday happened to me. Yesterday, a man walks, I mean, he, he tries to get in the elevator in my own building. And and I'm, I i didn't even walk out. It's like, it's ridiculous. Yes. Who didn't forget teach him these that? Things. And they're basic. It's basic. It's like making other people feel comfortable. So that that's a very wide scope, which is, you know, please and thank you and giving a compliment sometimes. And, you know, just, you know, knowing that, you know, how you behave reflects on other people, obviously, and it's going to get the reaction that you want from other people. So yes. it's not about where the knife is, where the fork is. Now that's elegance is learned. So there's man, there's manners and elegance. Now, elegance you have to learn. You know, you have to be taught how to be elegant, like how to eat at the dinner table. Right. Where the glasses, you know, the bread, I always said the bread is on the left and the drinks are on the right. You know, it's like a whole thing. Well, it is. People don't know these things because they're not trained. Well, I had my studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and that was one of the things that I was so proud of that I got kids out of Pittsburgh. You know, they went to New York City or to Las Vegas, and there was a black tie dinner at Dance Masters of America, and you know, and you had to wear your little tuxedo and your evening gown, and you went, and you knew how to act because I taught you in my studio before we went. And, and what fork to use and what kids don't know that people don't eat like that at home anymore. So kids don't know. Yeah. It's even not about that. It's about how to walk into a room, put a smile on your face, chin up, chest down, extend your hand and say, hello, look people in the eye and, and look people in the eye, say your name, engage them. Yes. And the other thing I, I would have hoped I taught children, maybe didn't work out so well is to write a thank you note. There's nothing wrong with writing a thank you note. You don't need to text them. Thank you. Write the damn thank you note. People don't teach their children that. Abby, I got to say today's thank you note is a text, but at least it is a text and is a thank you. Most people don't even do that. Well, I know. Which is, do you know what I mean? Teach your child to say thank you. Yeah. At least, at least a text is a thank you. And it's a, but you know, heartfelt, you know, um, I, I talked about that the other day on a podcast that, you know, send a note, send a note to a table. Like somebody offered you, send a note to the table. Yes. Thank you very much. You know, all these little things, leave a, you know, for Valentine's Day, leave a little lipstick, you know, heart on the mirror. So when your guy wakes up, he goes to the mirror and there's a heart that says, I love you with lips on. I mean, come on. Wow. Little things don't cost money. Nope. But it shows that you care and that there's love in your heart and you care about a person. You know, that's what's missing with social media and the world we live in today. That is, you know, kind of, you know, falling apart. People are on their cell phones. They're at a bar 
wherever they are, they don't talk to each other anymore. They're just so in their phone because their social skills are a problem with what the the generation we are in now in 2024 here. I can't believe it's saying 2024. Well, I know. <laughs> so weird. We were so over to, it. When I when I was in high school, by 2024, we would be flying around in little planes like the Jetsons. Exactly. <laughs> I love the Jetsons. Yes. You and I. Yeah, you want to just walk into that room and be dressed. And, and came out ready. Yeah. Came out ready. Yeah. So, and we won't even talk about getting dressed to go to the airport. I mean, come on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, and it makes you feel it's like putting on fresh underwear. You what, know, what is with what is with people with the the pajamas and the and they look like crap oh. riding on the plane. I know. Remember Pan Am? Like, let's go back to those days. I have my and little you know Pan what? Am Let bag. me tell you. Right, we're we're on the same page on that. And and look, whatever whatever is old is really new. And I feel like there's such a yearning for elegance today. People are missing that. And you know, and I think you know what I try to do is bring elegance back. My f- fans come to my cabaret shows. They come to my cabaret shows. Guess what, Abby? They're in sequence. And Doesn't have to be Giovanni. No, whatever sequence you can they're find. They're in heels and they're dressed. They're ready. They're dressed and they have their statement necklaces. They come to, they show up looking good for me. That's a huge nod to me that they love me so much that they make that extra, extra stretch to look amazing for me. And I love that because it's a huge nod for me. Well, yeah. I mean, they make the effort. They want to be there and they want to be part of your world. Yeah. Yeah. And to that, Luann, uh, I just have to say, as a fan who watched since the very beginning, Real Housewives of New York, nothing beats the original. I am curious, what do you think about this world that thinks that, you know, you, that we need to change things or reboot casts or change anything up? Because I'll tell you, as a Bravo fan, I did not even care to tune into the newest season of New York because my girls weren't on it. and. The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip was everything that we wanted. That's so right. I am I'm curious, you know, because a lot of people try to, you know, make fake versions of Dance Moms that Abby definitely knows. And I always just say, you can't beat the original. So I guess my question is, what do you think about the whole new direction, I guess we can call it? And at the end of the day, I mean... Do you really think that these new people have anything to really share? Because we're so invested in the stories that you guys have been sharing for over a decade, just like Abby's fans are invested in the story that she's kind of portrayed in all of these years. You know, it's the journey. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, listen, um, we're the OGs. I mean, New York, the, the new cast, I think they're beautiful. I think they're great in their own right. I have not a bad thing to say. I think they cast it very well. But they're not us because you can't fabricate new friendships, okay? We are old friends. The relationships are real. And and that's important. Yes. And that you can see all day long. 
And Abby knows. I mean, you know, you can't make that shit up. Can I say shit? Yes. You can't um, make mm-hmm. that shit up. People don't write you that. You can't make that shit up. Right. It's it's so deep. And and so, you know, I, I was just going through a moment where I was like, you know, I, I called myself the Kim Cattrall of the family because everybody's like, well, you already. I'm like, really? Somebody needs to get laid. And um, <laughs> I mean, you can only do that with people that you know so well and it runs so deep. And, you know, people have to give the new cast a chance. I'm not going to, I am never going to drag my girls because I never drag a girl, nor my queens. I don't drag my queens and I don't drag any girls. That's not who I am. Um, but um, they're certainly not us. And that's all I have to say. Valid. And, and that's why I'm, that's why the OG Ultimate Girls Trip was so good because you guys missed us. I think you yeah. missed us, yes. as you said, Michael. And you know, and we got to talk about. We got to take down that fourth wall, talk about the things that happened in the past. Scary Island. We got yes. to have a little action verb from Kelly. I'm like action verb. Okay. I, I, it was just so good, and it was too short. It was literally too short. I was so surprised, and um. I am curious, is there talks of doing another Roni legacy girls trip? And would you ever consider filming with this new cast if they asked you to, you know, join them? Like what, what have those conversations been like? Well, there is no conversation. I've heard rumblings. I've just done three cabaret shows in New York at 54 below, which is my home base. I started cabaret back in 2018 um, and it was brought up that they might meld the cast, but you know, I, it's just, I think it's just a talk, you know, it, yeah, it's just talk. I don't think it's for real. I, um, I love the ultimate girls trip. Listen, I get to be with my homies on a one week vacation and not dive deep into my life. You know, I've done that. Blood, sweat, and tears for many years. Abby knows. Yes. We put a lot out there. Right, Abby? Oh, my God. My my dog died. My mother died. I went to prison. A, a lot. A lot. I got married, divorced. I went to jail, too. So yes. here we go. Yes. <laughs> we're, you know what, Abby? Abby we're broads. We're that, real broads. That's right. And we keep, we we are keep coming back. That's, that is the difference. You remember that doll we had? It had a weighted thing in it. It was like a weighted doll, and it was like, you know, this big. And you would hit it, and it would fall. And oh, it would yeah, 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 Like the, I the love that balloon thing. thing. I would hit it, kept it, hitting it, would it would bounce back up. Yes, I, exactly. we all had it. That That's us, darling. That is us. The real broads of reality TV. That's right. right? That's well, the name Abby, of this so episode. Funny. That's the name of this episode. And Abby, I mean... That's an interesting idea. Maybe a ultimate girls trip, but dance moms edition. That oh, would God. be interesting. Well, I bet oh, yeah. so I bet when you, have when you asked me that, Michael, I, I forgot, but um, I think the OGs need to go everywhere. Let's go below deck with Captain Lee. Oh, yes. that would be fabulous. Oh, my we God. We got the yacht. Yes. Be hysterical. Hysterical. It would be so good. And. I have to say, I think that Abby Lee might need to make an appearance on another season of Crappy Lake because I can't yeah. imagine what it would be like yeah, having that Miss would, Abby there. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, I where love do you Crappy shoot Lake that? So like, much. where do you shoot that? Where is that? That was in Benton, Illinois. Benton, Illinois. And okay. Yeah. So we flew to St. Louis and then we took a private jet to go over to Benton. And, you know, 
where Sonia famously was freaking out. But and then we arrived. So we really worked with the town and the mayor, um, our producer from um Jeff Jenkins Productions. Okay. Um, uh, was actually from this town. So it was very personal oh. to him. His mother still lives there, his brother lives there, twin brother actually. Oh and wow. Yeah, it was really, you know, for me, it was a dream job. I got to help people in a small town come back from COVID. So let's not forget, we filmed this. I mean, we had producers dropping left and right with COVID. Oh my. I mean, and thank God, Sonia and I never got COVID. We were on set every single day and doing our job for six weeks. I lived in a motel room. Now, I haven't said motel since I was 12. <laughs> Okay. I, it took me forever to get motel out of my mouth than hotel. Yes. So motel. And, and, and I, you know, listen, I live a beautiful life in New York. I have a beautiful home out in the Hamptons. I was locked up in a small room, which was not very well decorated, um, camping. But you know what? I'm a s- small town girl at heart and I love people that are real. And I said that to you earlier. You know, I love the real deal. You know, don't well, give me you got to work with those people, the real deal, yeah. day in and day it's out. It's the real deal. You know, we brought Paul Abdul came. Paul Abdul came to help the dancers for- I, I we forgot put together about a, that. I put together a whole folly. I put together a variety show for the town. And guess what? They had really good talent, local talent that did their own, you know, local talent shows. Yes. And- yeah, and so I was amazed by the town in this small town. Listen, we built a playground for children. We we helped out at the dog shelter. The dogs couldn't go outside before we got there. Oh. You know, and my brother came down, who's amazing. My brother Michael came down from Connecticut to help us out with the dog shelter because he knows how to build a fence and how to how to do something like that. You know, that's not, I, I don't know how to build a fence. Right. I just know that we need a fence. I don't know how to actually like post it, map it out on the property. You know, he did all that and then we got it done. But we did a lot of work with that town. We left long lasting things behind. We didn't come in and say, hey, and leave. We right. left a right. lot of beautiful right. things behind. Right, yes. and they're, they're so beautiful things that, that are going to last forever, not something that's fake yes. for the show, and then mm-hmm. it's going to fall apart in, in a week. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's that's so, wonderful. It, it reminds me of when you shot Abby's Studio Rescue, Abby. Only, unfortunately, those some of those situations weren't long-term. It's kind of the same situation where you came in and helped and revamped You know what when people were struggling. I just made that connection. Just yeah, studios yeah, yeah, were yeah. just down and My, out. Good and, one, Michael. That's true. Yeah, good. you know, because Abby's done so much good for people. And for me, it was a dream job to be able to go into this town and really help them in a real way. It was no bullshit. This was the real deal. And make comedy. I mean, and make it comical. Because guess what? At the end of the day, when the going gets rough, you gotta laugh. Be funny. Be yes. funny. Yes. Make them laugh. Be funny. Not too long ago, I was in the hospital fighting for my life, fighting a very rare form of cancer, Burkitt lymphoma, choking my spinal cord, knocking at death's door, and having to go through 10 very invasive rounds of chemotherapy. I never thought I'd be able to stand on my own two feet again, let alone teach dance. It wasn't until Dancers Against Cancer visited me during my recovery to help in my time of need 
that I realized their incredible mission. They have created an alliance in the dance community that provides financial support and inspiration to dance educators, choreographers, studio owners, dancers, and their families who have been impacted by cancer. The I'm a Dancer Against Cancer campaign was founded in 2012 in response to the loss of a young dancer from cancer. Since then, it has become a beacon of hope in the dance community, uniting dancers all over the nation. Join the fight against cancer and help make a difference with the dance community. For more information on how to get involved and make a one-time or even monthly donation, please visit imadanceragainstcancer.org backslash donate. Again, please get involved and make a difference within the dance community. Visit imadanceragainstcancer.org backslash donate. Now ask you about your children. Yes. Yes. And oh, my kids. My son right now is in Switzerland with his father. He's skiing in the Swiss Alps. And my daughter is actually in New York with me. Um, and my now kids did, are great. Did Both you say, amazing artists. Oh, yeah. They are. Oh, my God. My son is a painter. He's a um, oil painter. Okay. And you should check him out. Noel Delaseps on Instagram. Noel Delaseps. You, will, you okay. can't even imagine. He is, um, he's my little Picasso. Did you hear that? Very proud. Check him out. Yeah, no, he's an amazing artist. And Victoria, the same. She's, you know, she worked for Nicole Miller. She's a designer. She went to Pratt in New York and Brooklyn. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, she did. She's, you know, put in her work and she is an amazing artist as well. So both of my kids are artsy. Now, now did you send her to dancing school? No, (gasps) Abby. Mom, no, no, she, she, it's not her thing. She's an artist. But even at like three? It's not her thing. When she was little? No, she loves to dance. And guess what? She can sing. She sang on Girl Code. Oh, You know, do you know that song? So Girl Code is actually going to be in my new show. All right. She is in my music video, which nobody has seen yet. You will see for the first time at Mary F. Kill. Okay. Now, it's a song that I put out years ago, but guess what? I just... Did the video? Well, I didn't just do the video. The video has been laying around for so long because I was busy getting married and divorced to Tom. Okay. Okay. That's a whole nother story. But <laughs> so I'm putting this in the show, and Victoria is highly featured in this video, and she looks gorgeous. She's a great dancer. She's an artist. She's a singer. So um, we actually performed that on Andy Cohen Live. So check that out. The Girl Code. The Girl Andy Code. Cohen, All watch right. It happens live. Everybody, check that out on yeah watch what happens live with andy girl code yes and abby you were on watch what happens right oh yes yeah don't you love andy did you have a good time well i love andy i wish andy would have been my boss i would be andy yeah (laughs) i could be the female andy yes darling it's never too late i so wish that like that um bravo would have bought the show yeah my life went well maybe there's another one to be done for bravo Maybe. Andy, yeah. are you listening? Yes, he's listening. He's always listening. <laughs> he always Hi, listens. Andy. Hi, Andy. <laughs> uh, and Luann, so I don't know if you know, but one of the most 
famous things that Abby does on Dance Moms is puts her students on a pyramid to kind of show like who's been achieving more each week and who needs to have a little bit more work. So, well, gonna, rightly so, rightly yes, so. Kind of make them work a little bit harder. But so exactly. we have to ask you rank the original housewives on a on pyramid. The, pyramid. Okay. the top, the top of the pyramid is the best. Probably you. Are you going to make me do this? I think I'm going to plead the fifth, like Andy. No, <laughs> no, you have to put them well, in a pyramid. Let's go. Uh, so you're talking about New York or all the franchises or New York, just New York. Or if it would be better for you, if you don't want to get in too much hot water, you could do all the franchises, whatever you would prefer. <laughs> well, listen, I think the pyramid is the food pyramid and it's very simple. Right. You need the basics. You need the Lisa Vanderpumps of the world. You need the Countess Luann's of the world. You need the Lisa Renna's of the world. You need the Kyle Richards of the world. You need the Kenya Moore's of the world. Um, you need the Karen from Salt Lake City. We need the mamas from Salt Lake City. I mean, we need the divas. Okay. The divas are at the top of the pyramid. Okay. They're the ones who have lasted a long time and done spinoffs, et cetera. Okay. Right? Then you got the middle playing field, which um, we all know who they are. And then we got the bottom of the barrel, which I will not name. Well, I think that the Bravo fans <laughs> have a pretty good idea of who you would have on the bottom. We'll leave it. We'll leave that. Uh, exactly. Everybody will. Yes. Uh, and well, that reminds me uh, one of everybody's favorite songs by you, which that just reminded me of is Money Can't Buy You Class. Right. So I, I'm curious what inspired that song and what do you think just makes everybody have so much fun to it it, it a abby when you see this live that money can't buy you classes and i'm sure you would agree with that statement it is just such a fun feel good <laughs> vibe so what ins yeah. what inspired that and what do you love about um performing that well so when you talked about my book um um class with the countess living with elegance and flair you know, money can't buy a class. Um, you know, it's about the simple things, the simple gestures, making people feel comfortable. Um, and so when I first started, when, when I was introduced to my producer, Izzy Gold at the time, who produced Money and Chic and Giovanni, um, he said, what do you want to sing about? I said, I don't really know. I just, and he goes, well, you wrote, you just wrote this book, right? So he opens the book and he starts pulling out lines. Okay. Elegance is learned. <laughs> yeah. This is where the song came, came from the book and all my pullout lines. If you look at that book, there's so many gems of mentorship because really what we are is okay. mentors. And I feel like life is missing that today. We need good mentors, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. I had to learn from my best mentors in my life. Right. So the book is all about my mentors and what I've learned along the way. Now kids today, and, their mentors are on social media. Selling, right. Exactly. Lipstick. So or these are the nuggets. They're selling yes. whatever they're selling. Yes. But they're but they're not giving nuggets of life experience. Or wisdom. Which or 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 wisdom. Like like we, we we've been there. We know the drill. We've been around the block. So not to say we're the authority, but let me tell you. We know a lot of stuff that, and that I share in my book, right? Okay, I share my right. stories. And this is how this song Money came about, which is elegance is learned. You have to learn how to be elegant. And so I started Money with that. And I will not tell you what housewife that is about specifically. <laughs> well, I know. But a whole we lot can of name a couple of them where you can say, 
Hot girl, money can't buy you class. Well, we know, okay. And then Chic C'est La Vie is all about, oh my God, how great that we get to go on holiday together as girlfriends and we get paid. Yes. Oh, Chic yeah. C'est La Vie is that. C'est bon. C'est bon. See, that's where that comes from. And then feeling Giovanni, everybody knows about the Dorinda moment at yes. 54 yes. below. Yeah, Giovanni, and- Giovanni, I'm like, Feeling Giovanni. So you see, it all comes from my inspiration around these women. And guess what? They're the gift that keeps on giving to me because I love my girls and they inspire me every day to write music. I mean, there's a lot of songs. Well, I, you know, the Christmas song, which is, you know, what do I want for Christmas? Just you. And I feature all the housewives in it. Yeah. I, I let the girls in. I don't block them. See, that's me. wonderful. That is just wonderful. I don't block them. They try to block me all day long, as you know. But I never, I don't, you know, I'm Viva La Diva, my favorite, written by, um, so Viva La Diva, he wrote Living on a Prayer, Living the Vida Loca, Desmond Child. You know who that is? He wrote Viva La Diva, because he met me. He's like, you're a diva. I want you to have this song. Wow. Because I am a diva, but I'm a good diva. In the best possible way. When you need your diva, when when the shit hits the fan, you need to pull out your diva and be fierce and 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 face your fears in life. Abby, you get that. Oh, I do it every day. Yes. Exactly. Every exactly. day. Every and day. Abby, it reminds me, Luann's etiquette book, Class of the Countess, uh, you wrote a book called Everything I Learned About in Life I Learned in Dance Class. Yes. So how funny, the two of you really do have a lot in common. So Abby, just from that, you know, what do you remember in your book? You know, what advice do you remember like that you learned in dance class that you hope that? So many things. We were talking about the etiquette and the elevator and, you know, tipping kids. People don't have cash anymore. Nobody has cash. I know. Uh, I like, never leave my house without cash. There you go. Oh, thank cash. you. At least $500 in my back. I have to tip <laughs> everybody all the time. I'm tipping every bellman every because nobody else has any cash. And I'm like, what is this? Get Go to the bank, get a hundred bucks and put it in your pocket. What about those poor people that work in the bathroom? I They don't look at them twice. I, I know. And I'm like digging in my pa- little, my, my evening bag. You're digging in there to find some money to, to pay. Yeah. I know. I know it's ridiculous to me, ridiculous, but there's so many things, Michael. Uh, My book was uh, more about teaching parents how to have a winner and what their child needs to do. And once you find the right teachers, once you find the right fit for your child, you kind of have to back off and let people do their jobs. And that's something parents don't understand, especially these helicopter parents today that are just, you know, you, your child went to Pratt. You let the teachers do their job, right? Yeah, well, and it was and it was rough. I mean, she was up all night fishing projects for that school. I mean, yes. so it almost killed her, right? And, um, but I, you know, I, you know, listen, what that's where she wanted to go. That's what she wanted to do. Yes, yeah. you know, you want to be the protective parent. You want to protect, but life is not like that. You, nope. People have to go through their own stories. That's right. And they children have to, have to make run. mistakes. They have to fall yes. down. They have to get back up. You exactly. If you do it for them, you're going to be doing it for them when they're 40. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. They, they have to learn how to stand their own two feet. And, you know, listen, you know, we've uh, had our success in television and et cetera. And, 
you know, so people think that, you know, they're given everything. My kids, I mean, if I give them a hundred dollars, they're thrilled because, you know, that's the way they are. They're artists. I mean, they're, they're like starving artists because I want them to make it on their own. You know, Absolutely. we have to give that to our children, you know, it's very Absolutely. important. I just have one fan question and then um, sure. we'll wrap I it love up. That. I could uh, do it all night, but I'm, fan questions yeah. go. So, all right. So Jill Ruder, our ALDC elite on Patreon, thank you for your support. Uh, she asks Luann, who is your dream artist to uh, cabaret in front of or with? Oh. Miley Cyrus, who just won a Grammy for Flowers. <laughs> all right. Ooh. Miley Cyrus. Remind our listeners uh, some of the dates that they have coming up. This week is the LA show when this will be airing. So everybody go get your tickets. They will be linked in the show notes. But Luann, where can everybody follow you? And just tell us, you know, some of the shows that you have lined up and where you're going to be. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be back at the Wiltern. You know, um, that's my second show at the Wiltern, which is a big deal for me. It's where Madonna plays. February 16th. It's kind of Galentine's, Valentine's okay, good, weekend. Good Galentine's. Oh my God. We're going to have the best time. And then I'll be in Boston um, uh, uh, March 1st. And then I'll be in Connecticut at Foxwoods Casino on March 2nd. And I'll be at the Paramount March 16th. And I can't yeah. wait to see my Long Island peeps because that's where I'm living. Also, I live in Long Island and I love Long Island. Oh, yeah. And I will be at the Paramount again. Oh, um, awesome. So yes. I want to remind people that this is an all new show. This is Mary F. Kill. Nothing to do with Countess Cabaret. This is all new. And I cannot wait for people to see it because, like I said, they drive in a Toyota or whatever you drive in. And I <laughs> I give you a Rolls Royce. All right. And it is. <laughs> We're counting on it. Countess. I'm Countess Luann, and this is Leave It on the Dance Floor. We will see you next week on Leave It on the Dance Floor. ALDC Elites, thank you so very much for listening. Be sure to subscribe and give Leave It on the Dance Floor a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to watch each week and see exclusive behind-the-scenes content like my never-seen-before pictures and videos from the competitions, some even taken from the wings, classes at the ALDC studio in Pittsburgh, or even our iconic dance concerts, head over to Patreon or become a member on YouTube Premium, linked in the show notes each week. See you on the flip side. A Huda Media Production.